Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time, this short time in your word that we're going to have, and I just ask that you would fill me with your Holy Spirit, that we would glean exactly what you want us to today, that we would be prepared in our hearts to study this book of Proverbs and to see it through, to be committed and to come out. We pray for health for this body, Lord. I pray a continued blessing upon this campus, Lord. We've been so blessed, and we ask that you continue to keep us safe and healthy, as well as the school that's running here and uh, all of Queen Creek as they have opened up Lord we thank you and we praise you for this time in Jesus name amen so as most of you have guessed or already know the major theme of the book of Proverbs is wisdom who doesn't need wisdom from making daily decisions such as what we're going to eat or maybe what exercise is going to work for us, how to schedule our time, how to navigate relationships, how to school our kids or even our grandkids, whether to attend church or church events or any kind of event, to seemingly bigger, possibly even life-altering ones. We need wisdom every day. And so, It's a very much needed commodity, and the title of our study book is Delighting in God's Wisdom. And so that's our desire, is to delve into and delight in God's wisdom. And that's why your name tag has your name, and then it says Delighting in God's Wisdom. So it says Claudia Delighting in God's Wisdom. And that's who I want to be, and I know that's who you want to be. And as we delight in God's wisdom, the goal is then to act upon what we learn in order for our lives to line up and change according to God's word. Ephesians 5.15 says, See then that you walk circumspectly or diligently, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. And so we need to be wise because the days are evil. And I'm sure you all know that. The New Living Translation says, So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. And so making the most of every opportunity is when you're out and about at the store, using those opportunities to share the gospel if you can, talk to people about the Lord. Um, I was at one of our grandson's football game. Saturday. It was 106 degrees. It was so hot. And I didn't bring any shade. And so a nice young mom had a tent and she's like, oh, you can sit in the shade here. So I was so thankful. So I'm chatting with her. And then another young mom, I'd never met any of these, um, came and the girl adjusted her tent so she could come and get shade. And so we were all chatting. And I, I just talked to people like like they're Christians. I just say, we, you know, COVID came up because we were kind of cozy. And um, I just said, you know, I just figure we should do our best and commit the rest to the Lord. And, you know, I just share like, like I would share with you. And so we just chatted about kids and all those kinds of things. And then at the end, um, I felt like I heard and I knew it wasn't from me, you should give each one of them a four spiritual laws. And I was like, oh, it's a great idea, but I don't have any, so good, you know? So I opened my purse to look, and I had them. I was like, oh, so I got to do this. I mean, I get scared, just like probably most of you, just you, you have to get out of your comfort zone to give somebody something like that. And so I took them, and I just said to them, you know, we live in different days, and this is really good information for the days that we're living in, and I really encourage you guys to take time when you have quiet time and, and read this. And so I gave it to them, and whatever happens, happens. So 
It's just making the most of every opportunity and listening to that still small voice that we like to ignore many times. And so in this book, the word wise or wisdom is used at least 125 times. Biblical wisdom has little to do with IQ or education because it is a matter of moral and spiritual understanding, not just knowledge or having education. My fingers are not working today. Here is a definition I read in a study book. Wisdom means being skillful and successful in one's relationships, observing and following the creator's principles of order in the moral universe. And a few other things about biblical wisdom. It begins with a right relationship with the Lord. It has to do with character and values. It means looking at the world through the grid of God's truth. It means we have what it takes to deal with adversities successfully so that we grow spiritually and that the Lord is glorified and honored in our lives. And I have this book for our grandboys. It's called God's Wisdom for Little Boys. And it's a character building book and there's all these little characters and character traits in it. And This is how it begins. It says, as you begin, do you like a riddle? Do you like a rhyme? Then you're going to have a real good time. A very wise man a long time ago composed some poems for boys to know. So hurry, come on, drop your things and enjoy some virtues and traits of God's little boy. Discover God's wisdom for boys just like you, wisdom to help you your whole life through. And so I say to you, let's discover wisdom for big girls just like us and wisdom to help us our whole life through because the word applies to all, but they just obviously made this about boys. But I'm going to read a couple because they're just super cute. Um, God's little boy is wise. Do you want to grow up and be wise, man? Do you want to be smart? God says you can. Just seek out God's truth throughout your days and you'll be wise as you follow his ways. And then everyone has a a proverb, Proverb 18.15. The mind of a smart person is ready to get knowledge. The wise person listens to learn more. And then they have all these cool pictures. It's really cool. So I'm just going to read one more. Because they can apply to us. God's little boy is self-controlled. If you fail to learn to hold yourself back and let yourself go and get out of whack, you'll be like this castle once so grand whose walls fall down when waves hit the sand. A person who does not control himself is like a city whose walls have been broken down. Proverbs twenty-five twenty-eight, And so they show the sand castle. And you just have some really good discussions with your kids about it. I mean, who hasn't lacked self-control? in their life in some area. Uh, I'm sure everyone here has. And how it talks about how if you fail to hold yourself back, you know, you're going to fall like this grand castle. And so it's, it's, we're going to learn character traits for ourselves that are going to help us grow. Proverbs is one of the books in the Bible classified as poetry of scripture, along with Job, Psalms, Ecclesiastes, and Song of Solomon. They are written as Hebrew poetry, which consists of parallelism of ideas and not rhyming. Even though this book was rhyming, Proverbs does not rhyme. Some statements will be restated in a little different way. Some contrast the first truth in order to show the importance of that first truth. So they might say the opposite so that you can see the the opposite. And then the others will develop the thought of the first 
truth. So Proverbs was written mostly by Solomon, the son of King David and Bathsheba. And 1 Kings 4.32 says, He spoke 3,000 Proverbs and his songs were 1,005. So Proverbs was written about 3,000 years ago, and yet it provides timeless wisdom for us today. And I just found that fascinating to think about that 3,000 years ago, and we can read it and apply it. I mean, it's so applicable. So let's turn to 1 Kings 3, 5 through 15 in your Bibles. We're just going to do a quick little thing here. 1 Kings chapter 3, 5 through 15. Verse 5, at Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and God said, ask, what shall I give you? And Solomon said, you have shown great mercy to your servant David, my father, because he walked before you in truth, in righteousness, and in uprightness of heart with you. You have continued this great kindness for him, and you have given him a son to sit on his throne as it is this day. Now, O Lord my God, you have made your servant king instead of my father David, but I am a little child. So he calls himself a little child because he's a child in understanding, though his father called him a wise man in chapter 2, verse 9. And humility is what makes one wise. Verse 7 continues, I do not know how to go out or come in, and your servant is in the midst of your people whom you have chosen, a great people, too numerous to be numbered or counted. Therefore, give to your servant an understanding heart to judge your people that I may discern between good and evil. For who is able to judge this great people of yours? The speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. Then God said to him, Because you have asked this thing and have not asked long life for yourself, nor have asked riches for yourself, nor have asked the life of your enemies, but have asked for yourself understanding to discern justice, behold, I have done according to your words. See, I have given you a wise and understanding heart so that there has not been anyone like you before nor shall anyone like you arise after you. And I have also given you what you have not asked, both riches and honor, so that there shall not be anyone like you among the kings all your days. So if you walk in my ways to keep my statutes and my commandments as your father David walked, then I will lengthen your days. Then Solomon awoke, and indeed it had been a dream, and he came to Jerusalem and stood before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, offered up burnt offerings, offered peace offerings, and made a feast for all his servants. So King Solomon began his reign to be at about 20 years old as a man of wisdom, but as many of you know, it ended um, in his life ended practicing foolishness. So it's very unfortunate, but here we see he prayed for political wisdom, not spiritual discernment. And in order to achieve his political goals, he allied himself to other nations by marrying hundreds of women. And these heathen princesses gradually turned his heart away from his loyalty to the Lord. Later in life, he did not even obey the precepts found in his own writings, which were Holy Spirit-inspired. The book of Proverbs is quoted in the New Testament, 
and therefore has practical application to our lives as believers today. So nonetheless, these are God's holy words, and we can glean from them even if from an imperfect man because they're Holy Spirit inspired. And I encourage you to begin to read one a day to match the day we are on. Today's August 18th. If you read Proverbs 18 and you go all the way through, there's 31 Proverbs. You could do that every month and read two at the end of the month when they have 30 days or whatever. But it's really a great thing to do. And one thing you can do is ask your adult kids to do the same or those that are old enough to to read and understand. I texted all four of our children at the end of July and I said um, to each of them individually, and I said, I'm really encouraging you guys to get your Bibles and read a proverb a day, August, all of August, and you'll get through all 31, and it's not going to take you that long, and it's going to be awesome, and I love you, and XOXO, and all that stuff. And um, two out of the four responded, so two didn't even respond, and two did. And so I said to my husband, um, told him what I did, and I said, two responded, two didn't. Who do you think? And so he picked two that I had picked. Like, uh, those were the two that I would have picked. And our daughter, of course, because she really loves the Lord. But the three boys, you know, um, they're at different areas in their life. And so we were wrong on one of them. One answered who we did not think would answer. And he was like, sounds good. I love you. And I was like, whoa, that was nice. So... You just never know, but challenge them with these simple yet profound truths that are like golden nuggets for living a godly life. And Proverbs are short and power-packed. They're easy to recall, and as we go through, you're going to see life application on various topics. And let's always keep in mind Colossians 2.3 says, In whom, speaking of Jesus Christ, are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And so that's where the wisdom comes from. And as we study these Proverbs, another thing to keep in mind is that these Proverbs are generalized statements that are usually true in life, but they are not to be treated as promises. An example is the assurance for a long life for obedience. Generally speaking, this is true, but we know many saints, obedient believers who have died young, and some very wicked, cruel people have had long lives. And so we don't want to take them as promises, but as general rules. Regardless, walking with God is always the best route, no matter how long you live. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this short time in the word, and we just ask as we get into our small groups, Lord, that you would orchestrate all of this so that each person is going to feel blessed tonight, is going to be able to share in their group, and they're going to feel connected, Lord. And it's our desire that they continue to come and study the book of Proverbs with us. We're excited, and we want them to be excited, Lord. So we just ask that you would be with us, and as we go over later to the youth center, we ask that you bless that time of fellowship and food, and that you would just continue to bless our evening in Jesus' name. Amen.